All right. Welcome back to Lindroth Hockey Podcast. We are in partnership with the Black and Gold Hockey Productions. You're here with co-host, father and son duo, Andrew and Jim Lindrop. Dad, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Andrew. Welcome, everybody. Episode 71. Um, we are taking a week break here. There's so much to talk about in hockey. We're going to uh, have our guest next week. We'll release that episode. Uh, there's too much to talk about this week, Andrew. So we're going to talk Boston Bruins hockey. We're going to talk a little EIHL. Uh, particularly with Sheffield for our Sheffield Steelers listeners. Not good things going on over there, Andrew, at the moment. Um, and we're also going to talk a little history about the 1971-72. It is the uh, Stanley Cup Boston Bruins. It's the 50th anniversary. They did a celebration this week at TD Garden for that. So awesome. what do you want to hit first, Andrew? We can hit whatever you'd like to, and I apologize today if I sound a little stopped up. I've had terrible congestion. So, Dad, do you want to hit the Bruins first? Sure. You want to hit first? Let's go ahead. Let's hit some current Bruins, and you take the lead, Andrew. Yeah, so obviously uh, the Bruins' three-game losing streak right now, uh, losing some, as what people would call, bottom feeder teams, but it is an NHL team. Anybody can beat us. We can beat anybody, but the issue is, is uh, Dad, I don't know about you, but I know you're not a big Cassidy fan, but I, his wow, words go, ring right right here. You're going, you're going right to it, huh? You're going right to it. Yes. His words ring right right here that there has not been intelligent hockey being played. And I think that right now it's on the players. Right now what I'm looking at is like the players are just not – they're thinking too much, and then the effort's not there from some of them. And that's just me sitting on my couch, you know, judging from right there. But uh, I don't know, Dad, what's, what's your opinions right now? 0-21 on the power play, I and mean, we can go on, but – is it good that we're going to get rid of this hopefully cold streak before the playoffs? Is it one of those things that uh, you want to get out of the way first? Well, first thing. So yeah, they've lost three games in a row. It's the first time all season. I think it no, is. Yeah, maybe. maybe. So everybody's losing their mind on social media. Typical Boston Bruins fans. Love you. I'm one of you. And uh, I share your frustration, but uh, you know, even the Boston Bruins Stanley cup teams have, uh, had three game losing streaks, but yeah, the Bruins are in uh, a bit of a jam at the moment. Uh, let's talk about facts. So we're releasing this on April 15th. We're doing this. So the Bruins have the following teams to play through the rest of the season. They got the Penguins coming up St. Louis again in St. Louis. Uh, then back uh, to uh, Pittsburgh again, they got the Rangers, Canadians, Panthers, Sabres, and then the Maple Leafs. So they've got some tough games ahead, and they haven't clinched the playoff spot yet. Yeah, yeah, and that's what hurts right now. We were, I think we were able to clinch it the previous game, the game before that, before could, Ottawa, I think, if I looked on Twitter correctly and, and saw the stats. So the Bruins have to close out, Dad. they got to clinch that spot. Well, and here's the thing. So um, I think everybody's heard that, you know, Cassidy had a uh, expletive – Video kind of leak out at practice about I, I, uh, getting I didn't even on the hear team. About this, so yeah. do you mind kind of telling a little bit about that? Get, getting on the team, uh, I guess he was running. They were running a five-on-five drill or something like that, and he, they weren't uh, running the drill the way he wanted to. And he was like, "If you guys are going to be stubborn, then we'll just be here all day." So that kind of it's either frustration on the coach's part or as the players are getting frustrated with the coaching staff. I don't want to read too much into it. I don't want to play any drama, but. That's part about being a sports fan is you get to uh, try to uh, read into things where maybe we shouldn't, but it, that's entertainment. And uh, 
I'm not a Cassidy fan. You know that. I've said that from the word go. And uh, my analysis of the, of the Bruins, um, I think that Josh Brown's a good added pick, even though I can't say he's uh, playing great, but he's getting a lot of minutes. He's a plus five, Andrew. That's kind of surprising. He's a plus five, and I think we're going to really enjoy him in the playoffs because we're going to need his physical play. Um, but, yeah, the Bruins is still suffering <laughs> That St. Louis game, even in Ottawa last night, it's clear that the Bruins are just out-muscled. And players are jumping on the ice too quick. Too delay of, uh, sorry, too many men on the ice right. penalties. And it was either second, third period, or they were all in a third period. I can't well, remember. Well, and one of them was on a power play. I was at work last night, so I didn't watch the game, but I was almost certain I heard it over the radio that it was on a power play. So That's just no excuse. And, you know, disciplined. and – you know, I don't want to pick on Cassidy, but I, you know, there's definitely some problems here. And like I said, we go into the playoffs and Bruins have been playing good. Now all of a sudden they're not. So it's, uh, you know, let's get hot here in the last eight games. So here's some stats for you. So why is everybody all over our goaltending? They love Swayman, even though they're turning on Swayman, but they That's hate right. Omar. So he, here's some facts for everybody. So Swayman is that. 20 wins, 12 losses. Uh, and Allmark is at 23 wins and 10 losses. So Swayman, 2.38 goals against, 2.57 for Allmark. Goaltending is not the problem. No. No, I definitely don't think that's the problem. But here's the thing, too. I will say that uh, I disagree with Sweeney that maybe there wasn't a forward at the deadline that was available for trade that didn't move the needle. Obviously, I don't think that it would have – I think the only player probably that could have moved the needle for the Bruins would be Raquel, but I think that the Bruins still should have swung for the fences. Maybe they did. I'm sure that they did, and it just fell through. But uh, clearly, Dad, I think that uh, it's showing, especially zero for 21, that long of a stretch on the power play right now. So we're clearly missing that top six forward power. And uh, with Poshnok out, injured, obviously that – it's showing that hole there, and especially on the power play. And look at Lindholm. He's been out for defense, too, and the defense has been rough, as I've been reading online, because um, I've not been able to catch too much of the previous game. So I'll limit my opinion there. But uh, the Bruins have looked great since January 1st, Dad. I don't think that uh, we should be coming with our pitchforks and panicking quite yet, do you no. think? No, no, it's, it's Boston fans. Love them. We got what One eight games left. I'm reading yeah. that correctly as of today, and, this and, Friday. And we're so. battling. We're battling for what is it? Third or fourth seed with uh, Tampa? I forget. Correct. But anyway, yeah. So let's look at some players. Who's not cutting it as far as stat wise for the Bruins? And by the way, Josh Brown is a plus three right now, not a five. Uh, so here we go. You ready? Who do you think on the team has the worst plus minus rating? Well. I don't know. I don't like plus minus and we can debate that all day, but I'm going to say I do probably Nick Felino. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And guess, guess who's next? No sick. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, when you're looking at plus and minus, I, and I think it is important to do that because that's when they're out on the ice and uh, the, um, the defensemen are kind of getting it done a little bit, especially uh, uh, let me look. Oh, a grizzly. Dude, he's a, he's a, uh, he's like a plus 22. 
And he's got what, 22 points, 23 points this season as well. Yeah. And, you know, so look at McAvoy. He's a horse too. I mean, he's, he's leading the league in assists too. Yeah. Plus 21. I mean, not leading the league, leading the Bruins, excuse me, in assists so far this season. But yeah, uh, yeah, he's, look, I don't think Bruins fans should panic. Not yet. I haven't watched the game, so I'm not able to share that frustration. And I normally do. And I always panic, just like my father here does as well. We're sports fans, but I do believe that a fully healthy Boston team can beat any team, right? We always say that. And I think that that's true even coming to the playoffs. I feel like we even have the grit and the toughness necessary as well. We, I think we cover everything. It's just who's going to show up that day wanting it more. And sometimes it, it worries me with the Bruins' effort, whether it be the back end, the forwards, one line, two lines, everybody, the coach. I mean – that's where it goes wrong, in my opinion, Dad. But I think that the talent is there on this team. There's definitely a discipline, self-discipline issue with Marshall. And he's losing his mind. He's losing his mind. Did something he's, happen he's, in Ottawa last game that he lost Oh, his yeah. He got a, a like a trip on penalty. He tried to actually go for a hit, but it, he actually got the guy's knee as well because he's so small. He tried doing a shoulder. and uh, But it looked, it looked worse than what it ended up being. But it, it, it looked like knee on knee. Right. And, of course, he was losing his mind. He only got two minutes tripping, so just take it. But he just is losing his mind more and more. And Bergeron's obviously not come back the way that he needs to. And it's the playoffs, and he always gets hurt in the playoffs. And now Pasta, I don't know what Lindholm's injury quite is at the moment. Um, and they're going to go after McAvoy. Poor Charlie. He's going to have to carry the load. Um, I don't know. Is Carlo coming back? Not coming back? What do you mean coming back? Is he back? I didn't see him last night. Like I said, I I didn't watch the game at all much last night. I was at work, but uh, I heard it through Jack Edwards' voice. Um, But the back end, it's scary because there's not much left after uh, Josh Brown. You know, if Lindholm and Carlo and company are injured, uh, our depth doesn't go very far. You have what? Lewington? Oh, come on. I don't even want to go to these second-tier players. But on, on a lighter note, uh, you're high on uh, Baricker's own uh, McLaughlin? Yes, yes. And I, I like his game. I, I liked his game in college as well. And, uh, hey, you know what? Look, three goals so far for the kid. He's hanging in there. He played on the second line, scored. Played on the fourth line, scored, I think. Did the third line, scored. Look, you plug him in anywhere. That's what you want when you ask for something from a player to do his job it's correct not, it's not big but he's what six two right he's tall look he's a kid right he's 22 he's got a build right look at pasta he's a string bean I'm, so what i'm I mean, gonna be i'm gonna be pessimistic and then hopefully i'm, I'm dad wrong. dad dad likes the big boy how many times how many players have we interviewed on this podcast and they said man the first couple games i was scoring goals and assists and i thought geez this nhl thing's really easy and then they like score 10 goals in the next three seasons. Theo Fleury has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and others. Right. I, th- I think uh, Brian Prop said that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> maybe I shouldn't speak without researching this. That's all right. But anyway, so look, I'm, I'm a Bruins fan. I'm rooting for them. Uh, they can't lose the Canadians here on April 24th. Uh, boy, if they could beat the Panthers and especially the Leafs going into the playoffs. Now, but here's the thing, Dad. 
you were just saying. So let's let's look at the last four games real quick. Canadians, okay. Panthers, Sabres, Leafs. Do you play your top guys, especially right now with Poss and them getting injured? Or do you sit them, only play a game or two? No, if game? they it, – well, it depends. I mean, it depends on what the coaching strategy is. Hey, let's and, not forget last year. where the seeding is. Remember last year, Tampa was in first place. They played the last game of the season with us. They played their full squad right before the playoffs, and we played our B team. I'm just curious what the Bruins are going to do. Well, it depends on who's hurt and is it worth playing them or not. If they're healthy, then, yeah, of course you play. If they feel they need a little bit more rehab, they're at 80% or whatever, then maybe you don't play them. But, of course, you want to keep playing. You don't want to have too much rest going in the playoffs. You, your mind's got to be sharp, right? How many players did we, have we interviewed? And they're all like, you have to bring it to another level. And you don't want to sit for a long time. You want to be in there active. And you don't want to be sitting on the bench or sitting at home. What do you think about the emergence of uh, Eric Hall as our second line center so far? Especially since January 1st, Grant, he had a very rough half the first half of the season for us. He's definitely been getting the job done. He, he's getting the job done. Um, I'm not a DeBrusque fan, but I'll also send props to DeBrusque. Yep. Um, I think it Charlie was, Coyle's been. But with DeBrusque, too. and he wanted out of Boston, he still wants out of Boston, but yet somehow, some way, Somebody must have sat him down and said, look, kid, I mean, you're making millions of dollars. Shut up. You got a job to do. Right. I mean, whatever. He's making the big, bigger bucks now. So he's got to do. And he is. He's getting the job done and uh, good for him. I was always a Taylor Hall fan. So hopefully uh, he'll continue as well. Uh, Bergeron, I mean. I don't want to say too much. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's, not a, I think he's not a hundred percent. Well, he might be a little injured right now, but be careful what you say, because I hope, you know, Bergeron has posted the best analytical underlying numbers probably ever in his career. Basically what I'm trying to say is he is probably the only person that should be considered for a Selkie this year. I'm probably hundred percent biased, but the award is for the best two-way player, right? The best two-way forward. And guess what? That goes to Bergeron. Well, he's at 20 goals, 36 assists, and he's a plus 19. So, you know, he's he's helping, but that's not all-star numbers. And that's in 66 games. Right, but you right, but you're not looking at defensive metrics no, I'm, and everything I'm, else, right? I'm, that's that's I'm the selfie just, part. But I'm, you're I'm right. looking at it, he's one of the highest paid players on the team at 20 goals. Correct. I see what you're saying there. And whether or not he'll re-sign with the Bruins, I say he will as long as he doesn't think Hockey's over, but I think he'll be taking a very, very much lower salary, which is typical with older players that, you know, their long-term high-end contract is over. It'll probably be a two-year deal, maybe even a one-year deal for, I couldn't even guess because yeah. I'm, I'm good at, I'm not good at, you know, couch GM. Yeah. Well, to be fair, um, it's very noticeable, even though with Bergeron with only 20 goals this season when he's not on the ice, the defense for the whole team is not there. He is one of the best, the best two-way forwards ever to bless this game. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a big Bergeron fan. You know that. But unfortunately, Boston fans are going to have to reconcile with that the whole perfection line is pretty much gone, right? right. They, they don't really play together that much. And Marshy and uh, Bergeron are... You know, they can't keep putting up the same numbers. They're doing well. I mean, Marchant's having a great season, but I'm just saying yep. that that error is soon coming to an end, and Boston better have 
something to replace them with. And I will give it to Sweeney. Uh, we didn't talk, I don't think we talked about this, but I think the his late additions, I think they're going to bring some uh, bulk and some toughness. I think Lindholm's a great signing. Um, yes. And everybody has to, as long as it works out, and it already has, he's making an impact with, uh, uh, you know, Charlie up on the front line. Uh, you got to give him credit if yep. it works out because that was a good deal. Yep. Catching him and then re-signing him right away all in the same. And you dumped John Moore's contract. And Don't we got rid of John Moore. Thank God. Great guy. I heard in the locker room. But, uh, yeah, it was just unfortunate with that help. amount of money didn't help. being buried in Providence. And, and something I read about poor <laughs> Kasha, if everybody remembers Kasha, like he's got he's out with another concussion. It's like the guy's oh, never yeah. going to He got hit pretty bad the other night. Yeah. So I'm glad we got rid of Kasha yes. only for that fact. And he was but doing I, really I, well this season, but too. I hope he's, I hope he's, he's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, right. let's, let's move let's, on from the morbid so, Bruins talk. Yeah, so we wish the Bruins, I mean, we're there for them. Um, we want them to, you know, do all that. So uh, do well and go Bruins. All right, let's talk a really quick EIHL. So we do have uh, quite a few UK listeners. Yep. And we do want to just send some love to them. Yep. So, uh, you know, our team that we've been following is Sheffield Steelers. Yep. And uh, it's been kind of sour grapes over there for them. Their season's coming to the end. Uh, they didn't make – they have, like, some challenge cup, and they didn't make it for that. I, I don't, I, I don't want to speak exactly what it is, but that was, like, a month ago. They have several different tournaments or cups for – Yes, and, and, and I would love to look this up and, and we, actually we really get it because uh, it's interesting. Like, I've been pretty confused – and I was like, man, I hope the season's not done. But then it's like the playoffs haven't came yet. So I would really like to understand the significance right. well, to I, the I know fans. That, I know that Belf- very Belfast that. won in double overtime right. uh, against Sheffield in Belfast. And uh, that made them league champs as far as I, the end of the season, basically, I guess. So, like a president's trophy. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Okay. And again, gotcha. we'll have to do a little bit more research on this. Yeah. Um, so Belfast is you know, league champs as it is. Now they're going into the playoffs for like the premier um, championship. Correct. And uh, Sheffield is not doing well and uh, they got to get their act together. I know they got some injuries, but just like in all the other leagues, you can't let the injuries, right. It's a war of attrition. Uh, They're playing Belfast again. Um, and it's a good chance that they will probably, if they do well, they'll see each other for the championship later on down the road here. So um, things are not going great there for Sheffield, but uh, Belfast is getting it done. And now they're going to be gearing up towards their playoffs. So we wish them all the best of luck and get out of their little slump that they're having. Yeah. All of our teams that we're cheering for right now in a little slump. So and if people don't know, there's uh, quite a, you know, there's some old, uh, shouldn't say old, there's some former NHLers that play there and a lot of AHL, a lot of natives uh, from Europe, especially UK that play, and also uh, some East Coast League guys, yeah. which we know we've had on here and so forth. So uh, check out the EIHL over there in UK, and uh, they have some of the best fights that's going on at the moment, too, as well. So uh, throw, throw some love to UK hockey fights if you're into the fighting aspect of it. All now, right. Dad, before we move on, yeah. I'll put you on the spot. Uh-huh. The season, or this year, I should say, whatever, 
we got into the EIHL because of the guests that we had on, Mike Ratchuk, Hodgman, right? And yep. we were going to have a few on others, but um, we decided to cheer for Sheffield for that reason. Yeah. Who's going to be our team next year? Do we, do we stick with Sheffield? Because remember, Hodgman won't even be on the team, so it's kind of like... Well, don't get... And, and you know, that's not, not, not trying to not trying to and, Sheffield. We will, all, give, we will give ourselves credit here because uh, uh, we did find out uh, that we were actually quoted as sort of hockey insider information over in UK when we had Justin Hodgman, great uh, forward for Sheffield. Uh, we had him on for a second time, and he actually dropped the news that this is probably his last pro career. He's going to focus on being a dad. And uh, I guess that was news over there in the UK. He didn't let that out of the bag. So we were quoted in a few news media, the Lindrop Hockey yep. Podcast. So that increased our listenership. So we want to welcome all the UK listeners. I don't know who we're going to cheer for. I, you know, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. We had a little bit of Nottingham with some former yeah, Nottingham players. Nottingham. Uh, and, of course, Sheffield with uh, Justin Hodgman. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, we can't forget him. We can't forget uh, Turbo Tim Franson. Yeah, well. from Sheffield. Yeah. yeah, we got a lot of Sheffield connections, man. Yeah, so it's kind of it's it's kind of cool. So uh, we, I don't know. We we'll may, see. We may, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe our love stays with Sheffield. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. they won our hearts this year. Let's move on to the 50th anniversary of the 71-72 Boston Bruins championship. How old were you, Dad? Uh, born in 68, so I was like three or four. So do you remember that moment when you're watching TV when no. they won the cup? No, I was, I, was, remember the, I was the, three or four. I was eating dirt in the backyard, I'm sure. Okay. So you don't remember that moment. Okay. No. Okay. No. So when I grew up and playing hockey as a five-year-old, it was like 1975, 76, right? Somewhere right. around there, 74, 75. So, of course, the uh, – that was just a few years after this. And of course, Boston winning their first one in a long time, you know, the famous Bobby Orr goal of, uh, of 1970. So what happened, Andrew, was this. So after the Bobby Orr um, goal and they won it in 70, they came back dominating the league like they should. And in 70-71, they just killed everybody. Go to the first round of the playoffs and they lose seven games. Guess who? Toronto. Montreal Canadiens. With a with a rookie, or I think it was a rookie goal, Ken Dryden. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stood on his head. So it kind of ruined the Boston Bruins. They, they were just manhandling everybody. So anyway, the uh, players got together and said, we're not going to let this happen again. And they, I think the partying kind of stopped and they got serious and they came back. I believe Harry Sinden had resigned a year before that over pay, believe that or not, Mr. Chief Harry Sinden. Wow. And uh, so Tom Johnson, uh, who's always a Bruins exec for a long, long time, he was coach. So anyway, let me give you a few stats just to set this up. So regular season, 78 games were played. 54 wins, 11 losses, I mean, 13 losses, and 11 ties. First place in the entire NHL. Just to show you where things were at, the, that year, the Ross Trophy goes to Esposito, the Conn Smythe, the Hart Trophy, and the Norris Trophy went to Bobby Orr. It's crazy, yeah. Okay, so now we're looking at, and I'll just give the top 
um, points here with uh, with the Boston Bruins so far with eight games left. And again, the game has changed. We actually play more games now than they did back then. But anyway, just as a comparison, and again, the game has changed 50 years. But anyway, so you got Brad Marchant. Uh, we got uh, 31 goals, 73 points. Pasternak, 38 goals, 71 points. Uh, Bergeron, 20 goals, 56 points. All right, you following me? Yep. All right, here's some Boston Bruins. Esposito, 66 goals, 133 points. Bobby Orr, 37 goals, 17 points. Johnny Busick, 117. Johnny Busick, 32 goals, 83 points. Uh, Freddie Stanfield, 23 goals, 56 assists for uh, 79 points. So you can see like yeah. a lot more scoring, a lot more going on. Bob Yore that season was like, you ready for this? Bob Yore was a plus 83. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so a little bit about uh, the playoff series. They dominate throughout. So this was their reckoning, their not comeback, their, hey, we should have won last year, and we didn't we, for whatever reason. So first round, Toronto, four games to one. Back And then St. Louis, going back to picking on St. Louis, yeah. swept them four games to zero. And then they met at the time. Believe it or not, Montreal's always their um, rival, but they had a rival going on with the Rangers, New York Rangers. Right. So uh, Brad Park and the Rangers, and it went to six games and Bruins four to two, and they won the Stanley Cup. So, you know, you've got to hand it to – that team for dominating. Yes, they should have had three cups in a row. And only three rounds of playoffs. Right. Yeah, interesting. Right. And again, then um, I believe what ended up happening is the next season, the WHA yeah. started pulling even more players, and we lost uh, Cheevers. Yep. And uh, I think Sanderson left, and I think uh, Johnny Pye McKenzie left, not, wow. to, not to return. So – things, you know, started to uh, shake about. And I think Bobby Orr actually got his first million-dollar contract paid over, like, five years. I think he got that the following year or whatever. So it was sort of the last big Boston Bruin. Now, the Bruins will go on, I think, twice. Oh, boy, I should have researched this. Twice uh, into the Stanley Cup Finals, 74-75, something like that. Okay. And uh, Philadelphia, being the expansion team, grabbed them. Uh, grabbed the cup and they had their little dynasty there. And that was it oh, for it was Boston. There, I didn't know that was when they were the expansion team mm -hmm. when they won the cup. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or pretty close to it. If I remember right. Cool. Anyway. Cool. So, and, and they kind of used the model of Boston, you know, those broad street bullies, you know, big bad Bruins, it was uh, tough hockey. And, uh, and then Montreal came back and started really taking it to everybody, including the Bruins in the late seventies. And then, you know, you, it's kind of interesting. Then you pass it off to the Islanders. Yep. yep. You know what I mean? And then Edmonton. So, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting of how teams will really rebuild. Right. And Bruins still had a hell of a team in the, you know, in the late 70s under, you know. Right. You know, the blue collar working guys of Jonathan and Winsink and O'Reilly and, yep. uh, you know, Don Cherry as coach. 
But anyways, 50th anniversary, and this is sort of the, the one that went not under the radar, but it's everybody talks about the Bob Yor goal when they finally win the Stanley Cup. But they won it two years after that. And, uh, of course, again, I was too small, Andrew, but uh, to remember it. Right. But, um, you know, it was it celebrated, but not as much as the 70. Right. Well, at least you got to experience your first one with me in 2011. Right. All the way to 2011. And a lot of heartbreaks up until then. Well, yeah, you had a lot of heartbreaks. Now I'm facing heartbreaks, too, 2013, 2019. We, we fucking have been blowing it. Blowing it. But you know what? Notice, Dad, the Bruins have been to a lot of Stanley Cup finals and rarely pull out the W. Is it a curse? What is it with the Bruins? Can't can't finish in history, it seems like. It's tough. Well, it could be worse. We could be Toronto. Well, yeah. Now, I think Toronto's got a great team this year. And uh, Matthews is absolutely bonkers. Nothing, nothing wants... Nothing inside of me wants Toronto to win, but I do feel for the fans. They are die. It's almost like the Boston Red Sox fans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They are diehard fans over there. But again, I hope the Bruins, uh, if they play them in a playoffs, sweep them. But Toronto has been building and building and building. They got a lot of firepower. You know, so they, they, they've got it going on right now. Uh, we're going to have to have on, I know we keep mentioning this, Dave Cap. Capi Capiano, yep. uh, we got to get him on because uh, remember Capiano picked the uh, he picked uh, last year's Stanley Cup champs, and he gives us a bunch of shit about it because we should have put money on it. So I told Capi that we're gonna I'm gonna put some serious money on who he picks. I think he's yep. leaning towards Florida, but hey, that was like months ago we talked to him. So we're gonna get him on uh, a few weeks. He said anytime, and uh, everybody can uh, lay down their money. And by the way, since we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, when are we going to get sports betting? Everybody has sports betting, but Oklahoma. Because Oklahoma's not fun. That's considered. And we have so many casinos here, but we don't have sports betting. Also, too, um, because people have been asking me, um, we didn't announce our guest for next week. Um, Hold on real quick. I want to make sure that I'm 100% correct. It's uh, Ryan, right? Ryan Schnell. Yeah. Former AHL guy. Also played in the ECHL a bit too, but uh, yeah, if you guys ever watched American League, American uh, AHL, you yeah. know, you, you'll know him. So yep. he's going to be a great guest, and uh, I can't wait to get into his career and again some of some of the stories. Oh yeah, real tough guy. And uh, so I've got to reconfirm that, but yeah, he had uh, yep. agreed to come on about a month ago, and yep. we are uh, looking forward to uh, uh, even more guests. We got to hit up some current NHL players, right? We have, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but we had a few current NHL that says, wait till the end of the season, we'll come on. Right. So we will try to get some current players on as well. Yep. They say June's a good time. So we'll see what we can pull out this summer. I'm working on some, some more NHL legends. We'll see if uh, I'm successful with that. Okay. I'm trying connections and uh, again this is episode 71 we're really made great connections we'll get back to having a guest on next week and uh, weeks after that but we just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about us this week or have just us talk I should say because there is so much going on right now and and the season's got another few weeks to wrap up yeah absolutely. and we're actually going to be in Boston at the end of May for a wedding and we're really hoping that the Bruins go a little deep into the playoffs so we can actually catch a Bruins game. Yeah. Now I heard tickets would be like 
$800 for like nosebleeds, but listen, I'll pull out a loan for something like that. <sighs> Donate organs for a Bruins playoff game. So let's hope the Bruins get their act together. All right. Well, we want to thank everybody. We'll stop it here. And uh, really, um, our listenership is really grown by leaps and bounds. And we welcome all of our listeners from all around the world. We actually had, I looked up demographics the other day, Andrew. We were actually getting listens in China. China. Okay. Yeah, I mean, all over. Cool. Interesting. So, uh, but anyway, we have uh, a good listenership base here. We want to thank you all for that and appreciate you listening to us kind of babble on about a little bit of hockey news this week. And we'll be back with uh, hockey guests next week. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in today. Take care.